Hello and welcome to Black and Sober, the podcast. The aim of our podcast is to connect with people from a drinking culture, especially those like us from the black community who have chosen to go against the grain and enjoy life without alcohol. We started this podcast because we struggled to find anyone from similar backgrounds willing to share their sober story. We encourage others to take the plunge as we have and share their experiences with us. We would like to thank 12 Way Studios for allowing us to record our podcast here. They too believe in the cause and are willing to offer their support as we try to elevate our community and spread positivity. Welcome to our second episode of Black and Sober, the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to our last episode. Um, I'm, we're really overwhelmed by all the messages and everything that we've got from people, all the comments and stuff, like we really appreciate it. Yes, yeah, so welcome Peaky G. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you very Can much tell for us having a me. Bit about yourself. Um so my name is Peaky G. Well my DJ name is Peaky G. Real name is Ricky Ricky Bub. Um I'm forty five years old. I'm a father of two and I've been sober for four years. Thank you. Um I just found it so interesting because you actually got in touch with Ricky because mm. You watched our first episode, and like you guys have known each other because both of your brothers are best friends, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, so, I thought yeah. That so was my amazing. older my older brother Daryl, who's four years older than me, is best, best friends, friends with, with my P- younger brother. Yeah, yeah. So uh, like, but best friends is in like, like um, PKG's little brother would call my mum mum, and my um, older brother Darren would call PKG's mum mum. So yeah, they um. Like how funny that, like, yeah. you... And both, both of our names is Ricky. Both your names are Ricky, <laughs> and you both had this battle that neither of you knew about, but, mm. like, it's, like, something that, obviously, we don't go around saying, oh, hi, I'm an alcoholic, I haven't seen you in years, kind of thing, but you've kind of connected, and now we, you're here. We, we've connect, we've always connected on Instagram, because we've yeah. always had this banter with the bikes. Yeah, yeah, because we, yeah, <laughs> okay. we had bikes. Because, obviously, like... I, oh, your actual push bikes. Yeah, right? pedal, oh, no, motorbikes. Yeah. Oh, first it was oh, the motor, first it was motorbikes. Yeah. Yeah, Love yeah. of motorbikes. Used to watch MotoGP when he got yeah. his bike. Yo, you watch MotoGP. Yeah, we used yeah. to like message each other yeah. like on the races and like Valentino Rossi and all of yeah, that. Yeah. And then obviously pedal bikes. Yeah. He had a pedal bike, and I'd be like, "Yo, my 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 super speed. That's not super speed." And I'll send yeah, him yeah, picture yeah. of my bike with the engine, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he was sending pictures of his he'll have his bike up, and yeah. that, we just kept in touch via that. So when I saw the email about joining the thing, I just saw Black and Sober and I didn't even watch the podcast first yet. I just yeah. messaged him, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. what oh, are about? you not on? What yeah. are we doing? What is this about? Yeah, and I then when got... I came off the phone, that's when I watched it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What I got was the message. I, I put something on Instagram and I just saw PKG come up. Yo, call me. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Bam, call me. So then, Four yeah, years, yeah. sober. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Let's yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, even that was a good conversation. We was talking on the phone then for about yeah. nearly an hour or so. Yeah, almost an hour. Yeah. Um, and I just talk about everything because um, see a lot of people when considered when you talk about alcohol, a lot of people would think class alcoholics as what you see outside on the street. Yeah. Someone who's homeless. There's a difference yeah. between someone who's homeless and that has a drink problem as well, yeah. who has an addiction, and someone who's actually just got an addiction. So. Within yourself, never feel bad about getting help. Because mm-hmm. if you're getting help, you're doing something to make yourself better. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So there is alcohol addiction groups. There's alcohol addiction lines. There's anonymous lines that you can call to get help. Um, even people like, if you needed help, like the podcast, even like hitting me up on my Instagram mm-hmm. or whatever, like for help, that's not mm-hmm. a problem. Like yeah. always seek help. Yeah. If I didn't seek help, 
I wouldn't be able to be in the position I was today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, well, take it away. Like, do you want to go into, like, maybe the early stages of your life? Like, what was alcohol to you as a child, like, growing up? What was As growing up, when you first grew up, it was, like, being part of, you know I mean, using your crew, chilling out, have a drink, have a drink. In the teenage stages, it wasn't really that bad. Mm-hmm. But there's various drinks that would hit you and you'll feel it. So say, like, there was a thing in our time called Special Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, which was like, you know, the Americans' 40s, like the big bottles of yeah, the yeah, Americans. Yeah, yeah. Is that like, sort of like a cider? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. You buy one of them, lick off your head. Gone. <laughs> Gone. Yeah, so, like, those are the sort of, like, drinks we started experiencing on first. And then it started going on as a DJ. You went into the culture of, like, your Guinnesses, and then you, Hennessy, then Cavossier. It kind of, like, goes up in stages when you kind of, like, go up. So you're a DJ, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're, like, you're around that. So around that environment. Yeah, and then course, also yeah. a big football fan as well. So yeah. going football, it's in the culture as What well. team do you support? Well. QPR, bro. QPR, QPR. Best in the West. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and so basically, it's always been there. So as a youngster, it weren't really... You realised it then. It was when passing on my cousin in um, 2004. Is that Sean? Yeah. Sean, yeah, yeah. So yeah. passing to Sean, when Sean passed away, I think that's when the, the drinking habits sort of like increased, where I drank a lot more. And, Rest in um, peace, Sean. And um, it would be from there where I used to drink quite a lot. Yeah, and that's yeah. where things started to get bad. And so is this in your early 20s? Yeah. I was probably about... Early twenties, mm. early early twenties, mm. and yeah, things just went kind of, in a way, drinking wise downhill. Right, right, that's when the stages, the early stages of what type of alcoholic I was, which was a functional alcoholic. That's when it sort of like came into play because you can go from a certain stage of the day without the alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're going through a certain phase of the day with the alcohol because you, that's the. That's the phase that you're actually at. And so, was you working at this time? Like, was you? Yeah. So you was working and always, drinking. And always had a, always had a job. Always had a job. Always mm-hmm. been able to maintain a job. Um, but yeah, that was when. In the mornings, wake up. Sometimes your day off. Mm. Since school runs done, I'm having a drink. You know, midday could be even could be drunk at midday. Yeah. Have a little sleep. Go do the school run because you're now sober up, eating something. Yeah, that's how it was. Yeah, I can relate to that. That's I how can it relate was. to that. Um, yeah. DJing in nightclubs. Yeah, there's certain times I will mash up a dance, and there'll be certain times I completely flop. And I know so that would, I've, would you I've be had too much. Sorry to interrupt you, Ricky. Would you be drinking while you're doing the DJing? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. well, before right. on the way to the club, yeah. before my set, during my set, after my set. When I got home. So what would that do for your set? Would that make would that make your set feel more live? Will it are you are you mixing your tunes on time? How does that work out for your set? It was a thing where at times nothing, nothing could test. Right, right. Yeah, I was, you could be on fire, your speeches, your meat mixes, everything was on point. One little time where things would just go whoosh, Yeah. And that's just gone completely like your form's gone. Right, right. right. So you've gone from completely like to Thanos, yeah. To like being defeated by the Avengers, you understand? Yeah, so yeah, just yeah, Completely yeah. defeated. So, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So, um, right, yeah. So you're you're, you're DJing, you're having, you're, you're drinking, you're you're, you're, you're just your, like your living life at the moment. Yeah. But but there is a struggle because you're doing it like when 
times you really shouldn't be doing it, like during the day during when the you're day. trying to yeah. sort of take uh, take your child to school, to school and stuff. stuff like yeah, that. So and it's then, getting in the way of everyday life. Then I used thing. to do a Saturday morning radio show, mm-hmm. and that would start. Well, first show I did used to start at seven o'clock in the morning, so I could be in the studio from seven o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. drinking. When I moved to another radio station, my show times changed. So from that time, it was probably it was ten till twelve. Ten till twelve, I was in there drinking. Mm. You know what I mean? It was part of of me. It was in my system. It's like it was actually in your bloodstream. So it's actually yeah. a habit. When yeah. it becomes a habit, it became something I was dependent on. And how long would you say you was doing this for? Was you keeping this up for? Um, I stopped four years ago. So I'm four years sober. So probably 20 years right 20 years. 20 years and what was your drink of choice so if you was in the studio seven o'clock in the morning or ten o'clock in guinness. the morning just guinness guinness beers um any spirit i weren't really a spirits man but i'll drink spirits if it was there okay okay spirits were there i'll drink it but your choice was more beers yeah yeah 100%. okay right okay so when did you become, when did you get to the point where you sort of said, like, enough is enough? Like, was there, like, some any... Like, there was a few, few yeah. moments. So there was a lot of incidents that would happen, family arguments, things at Christmas, fallouts, fallouts with friends. And it'd be a time where you're like, you know you're supposed to, but you don't because it's not your time. Cause you can never tell someone who's a drinker, who's an alcoholic, when they're supposed to stop drinking. Did anyone try and... Speak yes. to you about it. Yeah, yeah, my cousins did, family did, being in relationships and partners have, you know, the signs were all there. Mm. But as I said, you're the one that's drinking, you're the one that's got the problem. So <coughs> you're the one can only say when you're going to stop. It's only I could say I'm going to stop because yeah. you didn't give me a drink, you didn't give me a drink. I picked up that glass, I picked up that bottle, I drank it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know when you're going to stop. How many more times are you going to? wake up in the morning after a rave, feeling how you're going to feel, how much time's in the morning where you like, instead of having a breakfast, you're actually having a wet breakfast because that's making you feel better. Mm. By a certain time of the day, you're asleep mm. because you're drunk. Mm. Someone might say something to you in a certain way, you're responding in the wrong way. Why? Because you're drunk. It's part, it was in you. And then you realise some of those times where you haven't had a drink and you're at work or something and it's getting to time where it's home time. You've got that eagerness, that mouth. Your mouth yeah, is actually yeah, yeah. like, I can't wait to have a beer. Yeah. Yeah. That first drink. That, that, that first drink. Looking. And then yeah, when you I do have that. that first drink, the first drink is probably the best one. Yeah. If you could stop at your first drink here, yeah, that would be an, such a nice drink. Yeah. But it doesn't. Yeah. It continues and it goes on and it goes on. They and do it goes say on that. They on. do say that you. the reason why you can't continue drinking after that first drink is because you're always trying to chase that first buzz, that, that, first, that first feeling, that feeling of 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 drink yeah. and you're always trying to get that and you never actually get that and then you by the time you you drink on you're, you're drunk so yeah because yeah, i went through the same thing at work like from about excuse me if i was drinking from the night before come about 10 11 o'clock my hangover would start to wear off yeah. have some lunch about 12 one o'clock then about half two half three i'd be thinking yeah time to go time again. to go home now and get a bottle on the way home and Certain times on the way home, I catch I catch train home from work. I have done for about the last four or five years of my working career, and I stop off on the way home. Yep. And you know, I used to get um, a quarter bottle of whiskey. What I used to drink, yep. and a bottle of diet coke. And I became such so, so good at it that I knew where to empty the bottle of diet coke 
to fit the exact measurement of the quarter in yes. so it feels right to the top of the bottle. And I drink that on the way home. By the time I came off the train, it would be done. You know, and um, I'd get um, more drink on the way in, in yep. walking back from the station to home, yep. um, just so, you know, I can just drink more. So yep. I get what you said about the work thing. I could totally relate to that. You know, and then it was like, if I'm happy, I'll have a drink. If I'm sad, I'll have a drink. Nothing to do, I'll have a drink. Everything led to one thing, having a drink. drink. And... <sighs> You wouldn't realise it until you stop it how much time, energy, money that you spend mm-hmm. on alcohol. Um, I actually went for, I actually got help. So I went to um, the alcohol addiction group in Cobbard Road in Church Road. So that's AA. Yeah. Um, I just, sorry, I just want to stop you there because um, in our first episode, we mentioned, well, Ricky mentioned that everyone in AA has to say that they're an alcoholic and um, someone close to me sort of corrected this and um, because um, they they do go to um, AA meetings and have done for years and they said that anybody can go who have anybody who has a desire to stop drinking to quit drinking can go so you don't have to say you're an alcoholic you can just go there if you have the desire to stop yeah. so i just want to make that clear because i mentioned it on the, on the last one yeah. um for people out there who who want to go you don't yeah, have to say right, you don't have to realistically even saying about that it's probably one of the best things i ever did one of my favorite places to go out to go every wednesday wednesday became my favorite day of the week so before sorry if you could just take it back a bit before we fully delve into your experience with the aa yeah what sort of why do why or when did you decide right i'm going to go to aa um, is it an automatum someone gave you? Was it just you looked yourself no, in the mix? What, what, what triggered? What triggered? Right. Or how did you first? What think triggered it? It was a, to go at the time. I classed it as a holiday from hell, but it was really and truly the holiday from heaven. Right. So okay. where I said the holiday from heaven, it was where I saw, hey, I need to stop. So you was on holiday, and, yeah. and you just yeah. You, you yeah. I've got. I've got totally wasted on holiday at the time it felt like hell but when you're looking back it was actually heaven that, was actually, that, was, yeah, it, that holiday was your turning point it was a turning point right, okay yeah. so okay. basically how it happened was is that i had my theory test so i had to go all the way down to north london i ain't practiced this yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i ain't practiced i ain't revised nothing yeah. i've dodged it for how many years as an adult so i said you know what let me just go for it i ain't think that the main thing was going I went, I came back, I didn't pass. Yeah, but on the way back, as soon as the train got onto overground, right, I made the phone call. And then from then making the phone call, it was a thing where, do you know what? I spoke to them over the phone. They told me to go somewhere. I went somewhere, I think it's at the back of, um, you know, the hospital on Roundwood Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to go there and did the first talks with them and everything. And then they redirected me to AA. And when I went to Cobbard Road, um, my first interview with them, um, yeah, it was it it was it was a different experience because you didn't think someone you don't know you're gonna break down yeah. and literally cry. Yeah. Like, when I mean cry, and I remember his name was Tony. He was my key. Was actually my key worker as well. He goes, "That's gonna be one of your best cries you're gonna have, right. but you're gonna have better cries still to come." Yeah, right. I didn't know what he said then. I didn't understand what he meant by then. But as my journey went on, I understood fully. Right, right. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask, yeah. So, like, 
going there every Wednesday is my favourite day of the week, I said, because yeah. I was looking forward. I didn't even want to go there. At yeah. first, I didn't want to go. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't want to go. Yeah, I thought, yeah. I, ain't, I don't need this help. Yeah. I was, yeah. see, when I sat down with everybody else. Yeah. You felt at home. Felt at home. Because I had yeah. people who I could talk to yeah. about it. And that would listen. And that would and listen. And understand. And understand. And you've yeah. got people here, there, this way, that way, that way. Yeah. yeah. Everyone in the group, yeah. You can take something away from somebody that's going to make your journey better. So as much as you might have friends and family who you who I had there, yeah. obviously they're not in the position of the people that's in my group. Yes. Yeah. So these people now in this group here on a Wednesday, you're my family. Yes. Yeah. You know, you guys are like, keeping me going because you guys are inspiring me regardless of whose story was where it was and what journey what part of the journey they was at I was taking bits from everybody and learning for myself and every week I was coming back and back and I was coming back bigger and better and bigger and better and I actually like understood the full journey from there because it's the little things that they were saying in there teaching you self-worth and all them sort of things there that would get you going and really helped really did so did you follow the 12 steps didn't do no 12 steps. 12 steps. Okay. I just went in. Basically, when I went in, it was more of a thing where I wanted to do it and everything was like I exceeded because yeah. I was challenging myself at the yeah. time. So I was going, first one was going football. Yeah, yeah. So I went football. QPR versus Brentford. We got smashed 3 1. Yeah. I know you're a diehard QPR fan. <laughs> I know you're smashed. a diehard QPR We got fan. smashed. Yeah. If there was any opportunity yeah, for me yeah. to say, yo, I'm going to pick up a drink, that it was weird, after yeah. that game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that was how long until you was into your that AA was, meeting? It was probably literally about months into it. Okay. Month for two months into it. Mm. Yeah. I've got to look back at where the fixture was, but months, a few months into it and a few weeks into it. And I went past how much off license. Yeah. And the thought of it didn't even come to my head. Right, right. Right. It was more of the fact of I wanted to go home and just sit down and say, yeah, I did it. Yeah. So how did, when you accomplished that, how did that make you feel? I had another cry. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I had another wicked. cry. Like, yeah. really and truly, I sat there literally in bed. I was trying to sleep and the tears wouldn't stop coming. Did you share that experience with anyone? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The tears wouldn't stop coming. Yeah. And it was such an amazing feeling because then I knew I could do it. Yeah. So you see, from then, that was a home game. Next challenge was an away game. Yeah. So away game that I went was Derby County away. Right. And there was this train distraction, that train distraction. Now it's away day, yeah. All my football friends. Yeah. There's drinks everywhere and everything. We even went to the pub, everything. And I was just there. Yeah. And on the way back, again, I knew then, yeah, that I could do this. So you're with your regular fans that you go with and... Obviously, you, usually you take part in drinking with them. Yeah. What was their reaction to you, or when you was like you're not drinking, or, or did they even notice? I got two. Did you, did you get sort of egged on? Have a drink. Go on, really. Nah, oh, nah, I got. I had two friends, um, two real good mates at QPR. One called Nikki, yeah. and the other one called Tony, and they helped me a lot. Okay. And when I mean it helped me a lot is they were just themselves. Yes. So I remember at that same game, Brentford half time, we got downstairs. He goes, we having to drink. I said a bottle of coke. I said, just testing you. Good. How yeah. Tony would be Tony and what Tony Tony was just Tony. Yeah. So he went the fact of ah oh, he's not drinking or anything like that. He was just normal conversation. Like right. it didn't That's it didn't good. really matter to him. Like yeah. I'm still who I was. So yeah. 
they were really great. And then other guys around who I knew, they were also great as well. So that helped. And that helped a lot as well because, like, it made me realise, hey, I can do this without without drink. And then the bookings came where my um, DJ Bredgen, Sean Powers, yeah, yeah. he'd be like, yo, we've got this dance coming up and da-da-da-da, and I need you just to do this and to do that. And I'm like, all right, cool. And, like, we'll go back and forth about my role he wants me to play and everything else like that, yeah? And then every step of the journey, every single challenge that was given took the challenge and went up and went up and went on and took it on from there. So then it went from football to be going be able to go dances. Yeah. To be able to do to go anywhere. So did you have a better so touching on the dances and the DJing and the party aspect of it, would you did you would you say you performed how was your performances when you stopped drinking? Performances when I stopped drinking were more professional. Yeah, right. Yeah, where I mean more professional. Did you get a different reaction from the from the audience, from the crowd? Yeah. 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 So my best um, performance as of late was um, when we did the uh, pyjama party and like everything, deliverance and everything was on point and everything. And I really felt to myself that, yo, mm. I don't, like, you already know you don't need it, but it's like, yo, I can do this. This is like, it's nothing, can it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you're just going into like another challenge and it's just like, bam, just bring it. But that first time when you was DJing for the first time without the alcohol, so that's probably, you've probably never DJed before without drinking, so that must have been, like, daunting. Like, could you must have been thinking, could I even do this? But you yeah. actually, you did it, I and did then it, it was yeah. just like, wow, I can. Yeah, I, I can, can do, do it. it. Yeah. I can do it. I even still got a still stumbling block with that as well, because right. I, even though I'm still doing little bits of bits of DJing, where my strength or where my real passion is, is, like, being in a studio presenting. Right, right. So I need to get back into that zone where I can actually get back into the studio and yeah. get back to my presenting because when I do that, that's when I'm at my best and that's when everything will come together for me as like, as a DJ, as a DJ, as a host and who I am like, PKG, Mr. Good Morning, that's when I'm going to be at my best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously small steps get you there and I'd rather take small steps than taking giant steps to take giant falls back because yeah, at the end course, of the yeah. day, small yeah. steps are better off than giant steps as far as I'm concerned. That's yeah. great, because we still need to learn, well, definitely you, how to party without drinking. We we went to a wedding, and I was fine, because it was my friend's wedding, so I was, like, more relaxed, but Ricky's not there yet. He didn't feel comfortable to, like, relax and have a good time and <laughs> listen to music. Like, he was a bit, a bit stiff. I was, to be honest, I was a bit lost. And you know what it was? It wasn't I was lost without the drink, because, yeah. like I said, coming up to this stage... We go camping as a family. Usually, we, we have a drink at camping. We'd gone camping. We'd even got, we'd gone carnival by this stage. Yeah, that was um, really so, I I felt like I'd passed all the major challenges yeah. where drink would be thrown at me, and I was able to not drink. So I didn't have. I wasn't. I didn't struggle with. Oh, I want to drink. I want to drink. It was more of how do I socialize without the drink? Because I've always been that sort of character where, you know, if we're in a social environment or at a party or a rave or whatever. Be sort of back against the wall, not not sort of getting involved, um, not dancing too much. Might do a one two step, but when I started drinking, when I had the drink in me, I'll be in the middle of you know what I mean. I'll be singing along to the words. I'll be with the band if there's a live band. I'll be trying to do the drums with the band yeah. and all that. So at this wedding, I just felt, how do I socialize without the alcohol? You know, um, I could sit down and hold a conversation with with people, um, but 
I just couldn't get up and that confidence. Yeah, yeah I didn't have, have it. I didn't have it. That's so called. That's, that's called what uh, I'm sort of struggling to find any advice. That's called. called uh, um, that's called a, the, 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 you know that first drink. Yeah. That little. That yeah, you get yeah. Feeling from that yeah, first yeah. drink. Like Dutch courage. That's the Dutch courage. Yeah. Right. But um, for me, it'll be when I'm going out. I play my favorite songs. Yeah. Or play music that you're not you going to hear in the club yeah, yeah. that gets you going. How you dress is gonna make you feel part of the um, their environment. Yeah. So when I go out, I want to look you good. Got I want to think like my new me's like yo. I need to look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I'm in there, party. Yeah, I could party. I could party. I could party. Yeah, and there'll be a part of the party where I freeze. Yeah, yeah. I freeze. Yeah, yeah. and that's the the alcohol bravery. And that is hey, you're observing. And ain't nothing wrong with that because you're observing what's going on and you're looking for what you could do. For you, do you understand what I'm saying? And that's for you within yourself to take it amongst yourself because that atmosphere needs to capture you now. Right. Because, like, it's a natural environment. So, that atmosphere needs to capture you and you need to take in the atmosphere and come out of your comfort zone. Because your comfort zone is to back off in a corner and come out, but, 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 when tunes are playing, where really and truly, yeah, just go out there. Yeah. I'm out there, I'm going dances, yeah, and certain tunes played and, like, I'm getting pushed into the middle because just because of the vibe. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing any of the dances good yeah, yeah, yeah. or sequenced sequen- yeah, yeah. or anything yeah. like that. It's yeah. just a vibe. But when it hits you, when it does hit you, I'm going to tell you, you ain't going to stop. Yeah, yeah. But there is dances where even like times where I've gone out and probably have had a good two, three hours of solid raving and bam. But at that point there, I used to think like, oh, what is that? Yeah. But that was the moment that I realised, yeah, that the courage of the drink I'll get into trouble. Mm. I might have spoken to her, I might have spoken to her, I might have yeah, spoken yeah. to her, and that might have got me into the wrong place and in the wrong situation. Yeah, so yeah. for me, I would rather freeze in that situation mm. because I've observed where my atmosphere and where what's actually going on. And it's stopping for me, it's stopping me from getting myself into trouble. Yeah. So yeah. observe the situation because at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong. Yeah. what you're going through like just thing and just let it flow when you let it flow you'll be great I guess it's like like, like we're talking it's, it's steps isn't it and um, that was sort of my only that was my first time um, at the wedding where I had been sort of other than carnival but in a social environment sort of where we're grouped in and you know I thought to myself the next day I was like who cares like who's even gonna even if I was sort of out of my comfort zone. It's yeah. not my wedding. People yeah. aren't going to remember me in years to come. Oh, remember that guy, Ricky, how he was acting? Like, <laughs> no and to be fair, but 80, 90% of the people there that would have been, would have probably been drunk, been yeah, drinking and drunk anyway. Yeah, so why have I got this thing on, oh, what are people going to think of me? What's their impression going to be of me? Shouldn't and be. That, that's how I was feeling. Yeah, so. nobody cares. Yeah. Exactly. Shouldn't so, um, shouldn't be. Because like, with, with, the, with the journey of not drinking, yeah, what you've got to realise, yeah, is that every part of the journey is you, 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 yeah. you, you, yeah. right? Because at the end of the day, yeah, right? That person there, that person there, when you're going home, they're not the ones not, yeah. Yeah. that's going to be there. So you've already got your family already. So it's really and truly within yourself, most importantly, and what your family, because yeah. your family are the closest ones that's going to be able to tell you. Yeah. They're the ones that's going to le- know, know you more than anybody else. So they're going to pick up on this as well. Sure. So they're going to be able to realise, hey, do you know what? This is what's going on. Sometimes when I hit that freezing point in a dance, I might have one of them. One of my friends would say, "You're good," but like, yeah, man, we're good. Yeah, and we might go outside. Yeah, so yeah. just take 
go for a stroll or this thing. It's like reason. That. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's reason. Or even go to the bar and buy a soft drink. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and how, sorry. Um, and, uh, sorry. Go, on, go on, go on, go on. No, I was just going to say, how did your family react to, like, this new sober you? Like, how? Uh, um, yeah. I've had a much better, 100%, not even 100%, probably 1,000% better relationship with my family. Um, and that's going from top of my family on one side, on both sides of my family. So I've been able to be sociable on both sides of my family. So right. on my dad's side of the family, on my mum's side of the family, being able to socialise with family that I've never socialised with, mm-hmm. who've never known this side of me. And even there's, they're like thinking, what, you don't drink? Like, no, nah, I don't drink. But when I last saw you, you're drinking, yeah, but I don't drink no more. And they're like, huh? Yeah. And they, some of them even forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some even might even be like, oh, shoot, I forgot you drink. You don't drink. So on... on when having those conversations, like, do you, how deep does it go? Does it get to a point where, oh, how, what made you stop drinking? Why did you stop drinking? Or yeah, is it, it just the case? Yeah. Um, and how do you feel? And do you then share your story, or do you sort of try and yeah, share the story, just keep it moving? Share the story. Or, it's probably yeah. one of the. It's by the birth of my children. Right. Um, how many kids? Sorry, how two, many? Two. Two. Yeah, and how old are they? If you don't mind me um, asking. Thirteen and um, 30, fourteen. I mean, and twenty-one. Right. Okay. Yeah, my daughter was 14 the other day. Both, both girls or? Uh, one boy. One boy, one girl, right. Well, cool. Young man. Yeah, 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 right, okay. So my relationship with my kids have got a lot better, um, lot, much, much better. Relationship with my mum's better, relationship with my dad's better. One of the relationships that probably stood out amongst all of them, relationship with my brother. Right. Yeah, that got, like, so much better as well. Yeah. Um, my relationship with my cousin, Raf was very instrumental very very instrumental right. got even more stronger because yeah. he saw the strength in me and what I was going from what I was and like he's probably been the one that's always been on my case to you need to so stop the offered you a lot of support and yeah, yeah 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 we got Raf. Yeah. see you Raf. a lot of support a yeah. lot of support and then um, the other guys like um, Big R yeah yeah Shan yeah my friend Leon from Manchester Easy yeah. as well Easy. they all played their they all played their role as yeah, well yeah. so like um they all played their role in inputting, in helping. And it weren't the fact of them changing them to accommodate that I stopped drinking. It was the fact of them being them. Yes, right. So it is a thing where, as I said, it's always about you. Yeah. Not about how anybody else is going to think because if you feel good within yourself, no one ain't going to be able to tell you anything. Right. Who are you going to rather be? You're going to rather be someone who sees everything and knows everything mm-hmm. or be someone who's drunk and don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then that rude, abrupt behaviour comes into it. That grumpiness comes into it. All the things that come with after you're drunk comes over it. Where you gonna rather be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go out one day and still get up early in the morning, and the only thing that's that's that you are is actually naturally tired. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And with Your food, feelings are real now. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're tired, you're, you're nat- tired. It's yeah. not because you was out drinking last yeah. night. Yeah, you're, you're naturally tired. tired. So when you do get up. You're going to have that feel for, you know what, I want something to eat. <coughs> you might want to work out. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or to keep you going, because that energy's in you and just needs that little kick just to give you, to just get you going because your body's tired, but your brain can just tick yeah, anything. Yeah. And you know what? That could be playing computer with the kids. That could be just sitting in the room watching a, a, mm-hmm. a TV program with them. It could be even starting the dinner early. Mm-hmm. Anything mm-hmm. to just keep you going and just to like get you into that space. But, there's so many things that I do to distract myself and yeah. bring myself to the place where I need to be to be at peace 
Wicked, wicked, wicked. Do you ever get anyone like who haven't given you the love about not drinking? Because, you know, we've definitely seen some people have sort of said, oh, go on, you'll have a drink. I'll have a drink. You know, what, why? why? Why do you want to like not have fun now? Have you have you have got any negativity about it? Yeah. Yeah. When I first started, um, the drunk you was more fun. Mm. Um, go out conversation with a nice young lady and you say you don't drink oh you're boring mm. Mm. you know um you get all of those ones mm. you're boring or you don't drink how do you enjoy yourself but yeah. you know what you see when you see me on the dance floor you tell me how i enjoy myself mm. yeah. Yeah? yeah yeah you tell me if i'm not enjoying myself you tell me if i'm not partying That's it. yeah i might have that moment where i freeze mm. yeah because now i'm aware of what's going on in the situation where i'm at yeah so it's that point you know what's my resting time rest mm. i'm gonna take it in i'm gonna take an atmosphere because you know i did this yeah and i'm giving myself that time moment. i'm taking myself away from partying mm -hmm. and say you know what well done yeah yeah right Cause that's the moment where also as well like when you had that when you have that pause moment about enjoying yourself that's the moment you're supposed to be congratulating yourself mm -hmm. saying you know i'm here and i'm doing it mm -hmm. yeah because that's that moment where it's it's a freeze but you know what you're doing it that's a positive it's not a negative it's a positive um i've had what you're not gonna have a drink how that how would yeah and how would you react in that situation how, at first would you be blunt with it or at first lie? at first at first he was blunt with it. i don't drink and like i don't drink it depends on the response like majority of the time when it was like things like i don't drink no more four years or whatever how long i ain't drank for how long i ain't drank for how long so it got to a point where I don't drink. Mm -hmm. I don't even say how long. I don't drink alcohol yeah. and people are just shocked yeah. because they associate with yeah. it. So when they see the new you, they don't know the new you at all. Yeah. Like people think that they know you, but they don't. It's only your close yeah. unit and those who are willing to embrace the journey and those who are with you. So say like my family members who who we all go out every now and again and we go raving together and we do dinners and all them sort of things there. Those those people there are the ones that are willing to understand and those are also the ones who are actually giving you that second chance of life. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's a new chance, it's a new beginning. And what you've got to realise is that I've now become who I was meant to be. Yeah. Alcohol was a distraction in my life to teach me something, to bring me somewhere. That was a distraction. So now I am who I am. So like my son will say to me, Dad, you you like you're funny. Yeah. Like when, when I'm around my son and my daughter, and they just find me just funny. I'm in the kitchen. Would, so would you drink around your children before or when I was drinking? Yeah. yeah. Did, was they aware that you stopped? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they was quite clearly see. As soon as I stopped drinking, my son, my daughter, they would they would think my daughter was probably um my biggest one of my biggest supports where times where it was hard she would come in my room and like say dad i'm proud of you understand? that's and nice then, that's lovely and then conversations with my son i'm getting a bit teary-eyed yeah, about it like, yeah. conversation with conversations i would have now with my son are much more important mm. than any other conversation i've had with him because now they're conversations with me and even when we go football mm -hmm. it'll be a thing where we're having fun yeah yeah we're actually having fun we've had some good away days but yeah. I think if you asked him what our best away date was, it would probably be Millwall away when we won at Millwall 2-0. Wow. 
Right, right, right. Because that was probably one of the first away days he went with me and I'm sober. And yeah. obviously that's a proper, yeah. it's a London derby. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, Millwall. That's QPR. Millwall away. Away yeah. at Millwall. Yeah. We went to the den, we won. And like, like, it was his first time there and he was just like, yeah. and even like we walking out of um, London Bridge, yeah. And um, we just put, he's like up there taller than me. So yeah. he's, I'm like thinking, he's put his arm around me. Like <laughs> yeah. the embracement that he gave me, like I could feel that. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That's um, so lovely because you, you're making me actually get really emotional at the moment. But to have you um, like here saying that, that you've got your kids, like still that, like, uh, even though they're, they're, they're older now, but like for me, it, 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 I find it emotional because like I've got my dad, but I never had that with my dad. My yeah. dad still continued drinking probably until now. I had an uncle who sadly passed away a couple of years ago. And we never got that opportunity to have so like it's just so lovely to 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 hear your story that you you've done this and and you've got your kids around you and you're, you've got your kids pr- proud of you. It's yeah. just it's it, I just feel a bit emotional that I I never I've never had that with my my, my dad like that. So it's it's just so not it's just a good feeling that <laughs> yeah. I've got for you that that you've, you've been able to do that. So like well done, that's amazing. We got we also got to remember yeah that we're off of that generation where we're the ones that are kind of like repairing the relationships that our parents didn't have. Yeah. If you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So like now we're becoming like things that we missed out on. We're making sure we're giving our children yeah. that. And now I realise that's the things that we're giving to them. And yeah. you might not have had that, but you're giving it now. Yeah. So you also got to remember from something that you haven't had, you're actually giving it now. And you had the opportunity to give it now within... Your, with your with your partnership that you do have, so yeah. you got to look at that and say, "Hey, I've created this, mm. and even though that situation how it is, hey, this is how it would have been, and this yeah. is how it could have been, and this is this is us." Yeah. So when you have got that family unit and you're actually doing it, there's nothing more better than that. Nothing yeah. more better. Because that was the thing that kind of like captured me. Yeah, and I saw that you guys were doing it together. Yeah, that caught me. Because I didn't have that support like that, yeah, yeah. so I had to do it myself. You understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we have we have been very lucky that we've had each other to. Because I don't think I would have been able to do it. We were saying that like literally last night. Last like night, yeah. we've helped each other doing it, and yeah. not a lot of people have that. Like yeah. you had to do it on your own. So like we've been quite blessed in that way that we've had each other to lean on and, and have this. Go and I did it during lockdown. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. That's wow. amazing. <laughs> I did it during lockdown. Yeah, I think during lockdown, so my like, drinking probably spiked. I think a lot of people, peaked, that's yeah. I think if I was still drinking lockdown, I don't know if I would have survived, mm. if I'd be honest. Um, so lockdown became a time where, you know, it came at a right time because you do, when you stop drinking, you do have that, have that time where you isolate yourself away from the yes. world. Yes, exactly. And lockdown came at that point. Well, the influences right. and yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so that's why right that helped time. you in the sense yeah. that. So, with, with during lockdown, was you was you still working or was you? Yeah, I was still working because yeah. I work in right. a care, I work in a care home. So you so still I was had able that, to go out. So had that sanity of yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought like every day I'm outside. You understand? Yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. riding my pedal bike. Yeah, I have got speed because I'm playing music. I'm singing. Like that gave me some somewhere to go. Yeah, of course. Being able to just have that little going out to do something. Yeah. Kept you, me going. Do you think if you weren't working during lockdown, like if you had to stay in and, and you had nothing to do during lockdown, you would have been successful in stopping at that time? Um, do you think working through lockdown? I think helped? working helped. Yeah. But um, 
the way my rotor is, I have quite a lot of days off as well. Yeah. So any of the days I have off would have been my drinking days I would have had off. So obviously my days off that I would have, I've got days off for the week where I'm off for four days. Mm. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay. So right. that's plenty of drinking time yeah, I could of course, have had. Yeah. You know what I mean? But what I did do is I started watching series. What were you watching? Yeah. One time I come across Vikings. Yeah. Vikings. And that brother's was, always telling me, you know, Darren, he's it. always telling me about Vikings. Listen. Vikings. Yeah. When I saw Vikings, that was it. And then I got into Last Kingdom. I'm a Peaky Blinders fan as well. So I watched that all over again yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. the yeah. new one was in the making and yeah, coming yeah. up and everything. And then... So, sorry to interrupt, Peaky. So this is the next part of your um of your journey now. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you... you Acknowledge you become a you're a functioning alcoholic. Yeah. You've done um, the classes, the AA. You're, you've embraced it with your family, your your, your children, your family, your your loved ones can now see the change. So you're now so, so you're on the road to sober. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're going on to what you did. What you now do. What to you enjoy. now do. Your hobbies and your habits. Oh, okay. as, as so, so sorry to interrupt. So you were saying cool. you're, you're into series now. Yeah. Yeah. Into so, series. So that's what now. you're now doing to yeah, occupy yeah. your time. Yeah. Rather. Okay. I was watching so, series. So Peaky Blinders. He was, he was, was on the Peaky Blinders. Watched that all over again. Watched it all over again. And then Vikings, I kept watching over again, over and over again. Yeah. Um, because they didn't, at the time, they had so much, so much series. So to get to the end of it, yeah. it was like, yo. And it was like, well, what happened for this to happen? So you go back to <laughs> yeah, yeah. thing. I thought I was the only one. No, no, no. You could be on episode 28. Oh, that happened. In, oh, so that's what episode 16 meant. That's what so this meant. And you go back. You're getting back. The thing I kept going back to in Vikings, I kept going when they went to Paris and, and how they failed the first time in Paris and how, and I was like, hold on. And I'm like, this is where the part, this is the <laughs> yeah, beginning. Yeah. And like, you yeah, start yeah, thinking. Yeah. And then after yeah. that, another one that I got into was at the time, I love wrestling as well. Yeah, yeah. So at the time, everything was not there. So wrestling was still going on, but there's no crowd. Right, right. right. So then you're sort of like, yeah, so you're, sort of like you're sort of like, you're hearing all the things in the ring and then you're seeing all the tricks and everything. So that's right. making me, because it's me, oh, that's how they do it. That's yeah, how yeah, they yeah. do it. But then you're seeing the storylines without the crowd, but you're realising at home, you're the crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. you got more, I got more into, got more into watching things that I like doing. Right. And then football stadiums was like football without crowds in it. So we got, we got football at some form of sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, bought resistance bands, working out, right. um, cooking, yeah. um, more cooking. Mm-hmm. There was a part when I put on weight. Right, right. I yeah. bloated up. I couldn't yeah, even yeah. believe it was me. So after drinking up. alcohol, you put on a lot of weight. I went through... I went from an alcoholic to a shopaholic. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, Another you, you got Yeah, you've got to find something to Because you can't go nowhere. Yeah. All the shops are closed. Yeah, yeah. So everything was ding yeah. dong, delivery, yeah, yeah. ding dong, yeah, delivery, yeah. ring doorbells going off and like another delivery, another delivery. Ah, these are too small. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went yeah, you started, so you started to buy stuff for yourself and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, yeah, because like, I think the best, the best way that kept reminding me is every time I went to toilet. Mm. And I'd be like, Boom, boom, this is like, this is how much money I'm pissing down the toilet. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how literally. I looked at it. Like, literally, yeah. I'm going yeah. toilet every time yeah. thing. It was like, rah. Mm. I would have had how much, how much beers and like how yeah. much money. And that was in the early stage, how much money you start realising you're saving. Yeah. Um, and everything just changes. Everything just changes. So then, had a point where, yeah, I even started, I was doing 
I was doing my, my I was doing a show from time to time. I got the plucked up the courage to do a show from time to time. But then that was like consistency. Because when I was doing it consistent, oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. 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 But then one week you're on it, one week you're not on it. Things are going on and it distracts you. All distractions. But these are all distractions in life that come and bring them on. Because yeah, yeah, they yeah. have to happen yeah. for you to hit that destination of where you want to go. So I see all challenges that, that came to me mm-hmm. as like, bring it. Because yeah. they were meant to happen. You just hurdling them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hurdling them, swerving them. Whatever. One challenge, jump it. Next one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Till you reach, and just keep going, going. If yeah. I have a challenge and I fall, I get back, you up, get back and up and go yeah. again. Yeah. So where are you now today? So are we are we like at today now? Four years. Four years. Well four done. years. Four years and a month and how many weeks? Sober. Um, never touched a drink since. Um, that was going to be my question. Did you on your journey? Did you ever? Sort of laps or first relapse. few weeks. First few weeks, when I went to group the first time, came out. I was like, ah, I need that. So what my one was, I'll buy a zero beer yeah. and have a beer, yeah. and I'll mix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hide or throw away the alcohol beer and bottle or can, mm-hmm. and have the zero can shown, so everyone would think, yeah, he's not drinking. Yeah. Wait until you lose your temper or something's happened. Yeah. And I realised, yo, I need to stop drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not working. Yeah. So, so do you drink sort of the zero percent beers or the non-alcoholic beers? Or I used to. Yeah. But now I don't even. So when you go out, like if you used to go, I don't know, a pub party rave, would you get a zero percent beer or what would you I drink now? To, I used you? to be on the zero beers when I went raving. I used yeah. to be on the zero beers, like no nobody's business. Every time I went out, went out for dinner, I'd have it. I hardly have them anymore. Yeah. What made you change? Prefer the taste of a normal drink. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to yeah, be honest, yeah. prefer the taste of a normal drink. And at some points, you're sort of like looking at this and thinking, it says beer. Mm. Yeah. Even though it's a zero beer, mm-hmm. it says beer. So one thing that my a um, tutor Tony taught me was a beer was a beer. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes that zero beer could like just be a comfort. It could be mm-hmm. like lead way to you to going back to drinking, mm-hmm. even though they're nice. Mm-hmm. I'll still have one from time to time, a zero beer. Like, if I do go out, if I fancy one, I'll have one. But yeah. really and truly, there ain't... Would it be in your shopping list? Nah. Okay. It used to be, but now it's just water. Water, yeah. um, fruit juices. I've got a thing for smoothies. Right, right, right. So yeah. what do you make your own then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like my daughter hears the blender going. She could be <laughs> sleeping, yeah? She hears the blender going. She's <laughs> coming running in. Smoothie! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, smoothies are really good. Um... And do you still go to your AA classes? Nah. You don't. That was kind of mad because you have your AA class and then you've got a key worker. Mm. And then I had my appointment with my key worker. And like, I started like September, four years ago in September. And then by January, my key worker goes, anyway, I'm just glad to let you know there's nothing I can do for you anymore. Mm. She goes, Ricky, you've done football done this you've done this in between this space of time you can do this mm-hmm. you know and that's when i knew that here what now the only way was forward and up there was no other way that anything can change and then like the following week i attended my last group in the aa group like and that when i left and i was walking home from cobard road um that was the best cry I've had. Did you know that? So you knew that 
What was your final? Your final class, final class. Like, I could still, if I wanted to, you could go back. Yeah. I could go back, yeah. but it was a thing where. How long did you go there for? Sorry, what was the duration you went there for? A couple of months. Yeah, from September it? till January. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right, and it's been four years. Right. And is there anything you do to that? Like, do you do any reading up on like addiction, or is there anything you listen to? Is yeah, there, there was my best friend was called the Stop Drinking Expert. On YouTube. Okay. And it was kind of mad because he had videos for every situation that you go through. And even a time where I would look at the videos, it's something that's happened that day, a situation that's happened, yeah? Yeah. Or a video's there and it's there and it was like, wow. So that helped me a lot. Um, When I was doing my music, my little shows online and that, that was helping a lot as well. Mm -hmm. Um, watching the non the football with no sound helped. My series helped. Obviously, spending more time with with loved ones helped as well. Come a bond with my my people that I was around got a lot stronger as well because obviously you're not the same person, and then now you became someone that you're more approachable. Mm-hmm. You're more thing, and people see who see you for who you are. Yeah, you yeah. know. So yeah. that was that was that was that was good as well. Okay. Nice feeling to have as well. How do people yeah. find you? Do you want to just say your um, Instagram My Instagram's handle? at Real PKG. Mm-hmm. At Real PKG. At Real PKG. Yeah, that's my um, Instagram. And that's why I like. I'm going to be doing my music and all that on that. And also on my TikTok as well. That's yeah. why I'll be doing my music and stuff once I get back into music. But that's like something personal within myself, which I need like a little challenge. And I think this, this is like personal. This, mm. being able to talk about this and this thing has now been able to give me that platform to be able to say, you know what? Yeah, I can get back in front of the decks again yeah, and yeah. do what I like doing yeah. the best because this is the, like a monkey off of my back. So as I was saying, like going for help, you guys answer the call to help without even knowing mm. you guys are actually helping me. That's what we're trying to do, man. Do you That's understand? What we're trying to do. This do is someone who's four years into it and you guys are how long into your journey, but you guys are now helping me mm. because you lot are doing something that, hey, I wanted to talk, let people know because it is kind of one of them ones, especially in in our community where everything is like answer to it is a drink. Mm. If it's not beers, then mm. it goes from spirits, mm. wines, mm. everything. When it goes from birthday parties to funerals, especially like funerals, that's when the yeah. that's when the heavyweight yeah. drinks come yeah, out. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and that's where we tend to sort of like maybe at times where we could be at our most vulnerable as people that when we're going through drinking stages. But when you're going through it, never be afraid to ask for help. Never go, never be afraid to talk about your experience. Never be ashamed to talk about your experience. I remember when I first stopped, and I was like, I, I, I've never been shy from telling people, "Yo, I used, I stopped drinking." Yeah, you know what I mean, because it's a proud moment for me. Yeah. And I remember at one time I was like, why are you telling people your thing? And like, I'd be like, because at the end of the day, this is me. What, did someone actually say that to you? Yeah. Someone mm. said... Why, why are you telling d- people that you drink? Don't tell them you stop drinking. Just make them think that you just mm. don't drink full stop. And I'd be, but I'd be like lying. Yeah. I, I yeah. feel like that's... Yeah. With our community, it can be quite like that. Like, you know, just keep things personal kind of thing. Yeah. But then we don't have conversations like this. Like, how are we going to help people that yeah. need it yeah. and yeah. talk up and... Yeah. and and yeah, and you know what? When we first started, sort of, to had the idea to do this podcast, I, I felt reluctant to share my story. But on the whole, it's made me a better person. It's bettered my life. I feel like my life has done a complete 
360. Yes. So if something has helped me to become a better person and be, and to live a better life, why will I not want to share that experience with others? Why will I want to keep that to myself? I feel like, in a way, I feel like I owe it to, to the people um, give to give back, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and hopefully they can um, jump on the journey as well and, and embrace what I'm embracing at the moment. So, so we've got to remember, yeah, is that even though this is a podcast and you're talking, remember, right, we could talk, but you're actually doing it. Mm. And actions speak louder than words. Right, yeah. So what you're going through this journey and keep going this, through this journey, your actions are going to be speaking. So how many people are going to be inspired by it yeah. to be able to think? So say, like, there could be a time where, say, let's just say next year, you could have done a podcast, how much episodes in. And it could be a topic, and I could be feeling like, shit, I could be feeling down, and I could go onto the podcast and watch it, and I'm like, yo, I forget where I come from, and mm. this is where the thing there, and I, yeah. thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can't be shy from it. Like, I I, I say it, thing, proud. Yeah. Like, I remember yeah. one time, I got approached from the dance, and the lady who was speaking to me, she was, she was drunk. Right. And I just said to her, look, I don't drink, you do. It would never no, work. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And there weren't no disrespect. It was just a simple fact of I knew myself worth. Yeah. And yeah. I was proud of where I was from. So now I became a new person where, hey, a situation where I might have found myself vulnerable to, it's obsolete to me. It don't mm. exist. It's like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. You've got to always look at the benefits from it because the only people that's going to benefit from it is you mm-hmm. and the people closest to you mm-hmm. and in your inner circle <coughs> and the people who are really the ones who are close to you, they're going to really benefit benefit from it. And then the people who are going to benefit your friendship or your real friends who are going to embrace that journey and those are the ones who are going to get the better version of you. Those are the ones who are not, oh, is he still drinking? How does he do it? Mm. You can see they see how you do it. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? There'll be even like times like even the the pausing part where where you, the freezing part where we spoke about earlier, where people wouldn't realize it. They think something's up, mm. but they don't actually realize. Hey, I'm analyzing. I'm seeing yeah. what's going along. Yeah. I'm seeing and I'm seeing what's going on. I realize, hey, that could have been me. Mm. That could have been a situation where this happened. Yeah. And you see it all, and you think to yourself, let me just stay right here. Because I'm safe here. Mm-hmm. And you're in the nice zone. But it might have taken for that night there one tune and they never played it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that one tune oh, yeah, and they yeah, never yeah. played it. Yeah. And you could have been out there dancing all night. Yeah. So when it does happen, you thing, but trust me, even I have moments where I'll be like, and people think, you're all right, you're all right. And I'll be like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're good. Yeah. yeah? So don't don't shy away from it and don't shy away from you guys have got that each other to fall back on. Always talk, mm. always talk about it, talk yeah. about how you feel about it, everything. And even if it's a thing where you're involving the kids in the conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Involve them because they're the ones that's going to be benefiting from it too. And they're going to also be as real as you two are going to be real with each other. And also your real people are going to be as real to you as how you guys yeah. are going to be. Definitely. You know, like the support network that I had, I even had certain friends in the music industry that didn't even know. Mm. And just that normal conversation about music, yeah? It might be a time where you're like, you're struggling and like, 
obviously you don't want to have a drink, but you're struggling. You're yeah, having a yeah, hard yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Like you're having the, that's just that day. And the thought of a drink don't think you're having you, but you're having that bad day. But if you was a drinker, you would have gone in already. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that one conversation from that one person or that right person. Yeah. Could just change your whole aspect of your day and everything. So by being open about it and by being you, you always see the better, you see the better version and you see a clearer version of where you want to be going as a person. Yeah, hear that, man. Okay. But, um, so should we wrap it up? Are you okay? Yeah, it's cool. Good to wrap up. Yeah, so thank you so much, honestly. Thank you so much for sharing cool. your story. It's That's been cool. amazing. Like, Thank you for having me. I've been wanting to expert, um, be able to tell my story so it's much appreciated and thank you very much for having me appreciate you coming on PKG man cool. yeah, and well done what yeah, a big cool. huge massive and well, well done, done to you guys as well yeah. thank you anytime you want me to come on again yeah we yeah, yeah <laughs> we know. it's going to be a part two definitely <laughs> going to go, go, go have a part two cooking so um, yeah so enjoy the rest of the football uh, hope QPR I will listen QPR's QPR yeah, but yeah, one yeah. thing is Rangers till I die and <laughs> That's the way it is, mate. That's the way it is. But look out for the music as well. Look out for the radio shows. That's coming up as well. So, you know. Yeah, so how can people, when you're back on the radio shows and that, how can people find you? My social media via my TikTok, my my Instagram, my TikTok, at RealPKG. And you'll find me there. And then I'll be doing my posters and everything when I'm coming on and everything. And also... My show will be sponsored by you guys anyway. So. Good week, yeah, yeah. Um, happy. We'll, we'll have to come to one of your dances and get Ricky uh, relax and have yeah. a little... No, 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 you need to come little, on. Little come, you need to come on tour. You need to come, come with Dad's on tour. Yeah, yeah. At least yeah. he knows you're not, you know, you're not drinking as well. Yeah, so exactly. You need to come Dad's on yeah. tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> All right, Ricky. No problem. Thank you. And you've been listening to Black and Sober, the podcast with me, Alicia. And myself, Ricky. Thank you for listening. Cheers, guys. See ya. See ya at the next one. Thank you for listening. If you would like to share your sober journey with us, please send us a DM via our Instagram page. At Black Sober Pod. We would really love to hear from you. Take Take care care and and stay stay tuned. tuned.